0: Welcome to Bubbling Up with your host, Joe Sorian and Steve Irmose. We're going to be talking comics and comic-related stuff, and you're going to listen to us talk comics and comic-related stuff. Look, this is how podcasts work. I don't make the rules, okay? If all that sounds good to you, then keep listening, because here comes the show. Here we go. Hey there, Backspin Black Belts.
1: Welcome to Bubbling Up, an adult conversation on the wide world of comics. I'm your sidekick picking the records, Joe Soria, along with Mixmaster Steve Ermosi. Wicka,
0: wicka, wicka, wicker, wicka. Wicker, wicker.
1: On today's show, we'll be discussing the sci-fi kung fu 80s Brooklyn hip hop hodgepodge. Sci-fu. I'm really trying to give myself some tongue twisters today. So uh, <laughs> this looked better on the page. So me and Steve will be talking through volume one. I think there's two volumes in the first first series. Quick reminder first, if you have any thoughts uh, everything else, email us, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. I don't even want to go through it. So sometimes do some news. We're going to skip the news, and we're just going to go right into the comic. We're just going take a quick break, and then we'll be discussing Saifu. All right, and we're back talking Oni Press' Saifu. I'm going to read a synopsis and I'm going to do a creator bio on this one because it's a one-man band on this one. Yehudi Mercado is the creator, writer, artist, and everything else. So we can discuss all of his stuff, but I wanted to kind of just give the rundown without us talking through it. So synopsis from their website is hip-hop, sci-fi, kung fu, all hit the turntables for this mashup mix of the year. Cartoonist, force of nature, Yehudi Mercado, creator of Pantalones, TX, and Rocket Salvage. Sets the sight on 1980s Brooklyn and Wax, a young mix master who scratches the perfect beat and accidentally summons a UFO that transports his family, best friend, and current crush to the robot-dominated planet of Dystopia. Don't forget his entire block. That's what I'm going to add to that. Now, Wax and his crew must master the intergalactic musical martial art of Fu Ha to fight the power and save Earth. Word to your mother. All right. So, Steve, there you go. So that's the synopsis of of Saifu. Why don't we go to you for a minute and get your feedback on Saifu, and then I'll do the the rundown of Mr. Mercado's uh, his CV there.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty wild. You know, just your standard kidnap to another dimension to battle giant robots with like hip hop and martial arts story. That's it. You, <laughs> you know, that's see standard. it all the time. Yeah, I do like the. It's got a real YA feel to it. it reminds me of like Hey Arnold meets The Get Down. If you watch that, yeah. you know. Boz Lerman show and old school Hey Arnold, like the not animation, but the comic style reminds me of Hey Arnold animation. So I had fun with it, but it's more of like a a YA kids book. So it's, you got to know what you're getting into when you go into this one. I'll take credit
1: or blame or whatever. I picked this one out of the pile. I think it was a freebie from Hoopla, which is a, from the library. And it was like the bonus borrows. I, I was like, oh, this looks good. And it's short and it looks like it's colorful. And it's the opposite of what we've been. We always lean into like, oh, another murder, death, kill. Sin in I complain about it, but that's also what I read nonstop. So when I saw this kind of colorful cover and I liked the idea of, I knew once you, you could tell kind of from the title, it's like sci it's, It's a great title, honestly. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's going to be Kung Fu and Sci-Fi. Perfect. Let me read up a little bit on on, on Yehudi as well. So this is a fun one. I think this is from the back of the book. We have Yehudi Mercado is a self-proclaimed pizza laureate, which is what you should take as your first title in all things. Cartoonist, writer, and animator from Austin, Texas, who currently lives in Los Angeles. Yehudi spent many an afternoon in detention, as many of the great people do, during his formative years and credits that thinking about what you've done time for his unstoppable imagination. As a latchkey kid, Yehudi would choreograph elaborate Kung Fu fight scenes set to run his run DMC and Beastie boy records, thus providing the foundation for Saifu, Another list of all his other projects. So that makes perfect sense. I feel like we've read some, some things where people are whistling or singing. I think Maybe it's American Vampire that always seems to be kind of musical characters. This one set very seriously has these kind of like rapping back and forth, rap battles. The thing that came to mind for me was Scott Pilgrim from the film side, at least. I've only read one issue or one trade of Scott Pilgrim, but conceptually, he doesn't get taken, but he has to like have these battles in like a different musical variety. And they're not on the same plane, I mean, animation-wise. I was thinking of babies, kids. I don't know why, and I don't know if it's just the black side of things, or the African American side of things, or whatever. But the style and like the size of the heads and the size of the bodies and the shaping and how everyone's like kind of yeah, it's cut off. It's not like perfect. It's not exacting animation. It's it's a, mm-hmm. it's a style. It's a really cool, fun style, and the coloring is really, really fun, and everything pops. And there's a lot of little 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 references it's it's a reference party where you get to you know you have to have so much fun naming everything kabuki snowman alone is worth your admission (laughs) here (laughs) i have to say (laughs) it's just one of my my favorite favorite things i've seen in a, a while it's cool there's nothing too deep about it it's just like family and being respectful and falling in love and first crushes and trying to go after your heart. I mean, he wants to be a rapper. He wants to be an MC. He's got his friends. He's got his crew. He's got his sister. He's got his uncle. There's definitely a a vibe of, like I said, Latchkey Kid, someone who I think their parents supposedly are traveling the world being reporters or something, I think was the story. Interesting story. But yeah, it, it, was, it was a cool little changing of dimensions. Also Thor, I thought of like Ragnarok, where it kind of just feels like there's a fight and battles in like terror Domes and like another planet and Tron, you know, there's all kinds of great influences here that I think
0: are really filtered through to, to provide something excellent. Yeah, for sure. I, I guess I'm going to just cross over into the art section now because like, it's because we were already kind of talking about that with like yeah, the right. art styles, what it reminds us of. It's a very cartoon network. You feel yep. like kids, cartoon network stuff, Powerpuff, Powerpuff girl, like a little bit of that. Like, yeah, even like Samurai Jack. It's not quite as, like, straight angles and stuff like that as Samurai Jack, but it does have those kind of moments. And actually, I, I would say the the villain robot. Choo Choo,
1: I think his name yeah, is. Yeah.
0: He kind of reminded me of, like,
1: a Samurai Jack villain almost. It looked like Thundercles from Brack. And I know all my yeah. references <laughs> seem to be frag, but that is definitely on point. It's like Thundercles attack.
0: yeah. You know? Yeah. So it does have that, like, it does feel, like, very much in the vein of, like, a Cartoon Network show. And, like, you mentioned Kabuki Snowman. Like, you know, just the varied character designs in here were, were really cool. You know, there's the teddy bear and, like just all the robot designs and, and things like that. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Wicked Chicken, is it? Something like that? Well, <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the colors are, like you said, this is a very off brand for us so far from on this podcast, but I'm glad, I, I like that we're doing something like this, you know, kind of gets us out of the, all the horror and, and the murdery, murder-y stuff. The <laughs> so, yeah. this is this hell. Yeah. This is a fun book and it does, I think that the art style, it feels like uh, Mercado knows what he's, what he's doing like throughout with the art and everything like that. And and that comes through like in the, and the coloring and, and how it works and, and stuff like that. So
1: it looks like he's having fun and it looks like, it looks like a true expression. And I, I guess we've talked back and forth about Lemire at some point, but the, a Tor theory, you know, is that someone creates all parts of this and he's got the full credit line, which means everything in here is from him. It might mean sometimes you don't have the right editor. But I don't think that's the case here. I think right. everything in here has a spirit and panache and is his vibe. And it, it's, it's totally sticks throughout it doesn't have any like changes or modifications it has rap when it wants to have a rap it has mixing of djs it has him singing an awful love song that gets put on a cassette tape that is (laughs) threatening to take him down in later issues it's a little bit of girl power type thing in a a nice you know a nice way uh we're not even mentioning that basically he becomes a robot and, you know, his body starts developing and then he has to have the, it's almost a two issue montage of training with Kabuki Snowman on how yeah. to, to battle, rap battle, battle. I'm not sure if we're even fight battling. I, I can't tell how you win these things. The fights <laughs> almost don't matter. It's the build up to the fight. It's the setup. It's the costumes. It's the characters. And then the fight, it's like, looks cool, but it's more in the nineties, we'd say supersonic feeling the, the buzz of the colors and the pinks and the neons and the, in the, the retro city. It's also the retro vibe, you know, we're not even giving that Mm -hmm. the ink, but it's eighties, definitely eighties Brooklyn, the way things are, are talked about and the references and.
0: uh, It feels somewhat like eighties sci-fi, right? The sci-fi parts are eighties sci-fi. They're not like current, (laughs) you know, and it's not deep
1: fantasy, you know, this isn't a deep fantasy book. It, It has, it's just trying to build its own little, little niche. It feels more, like if you enjoy Wu-Tang stuff, you know, it'd be like if you like Wu-Tang stuff, but your kids can't listen to that, you should show them this and they could get the vibe of what the RZA and Giza, why they keep making what the Wu-Tang Clan is. It's the mix, the perfect mixture of rap and Kung Fu. I watched a couple of doc- a documentary recently about the beginning of the Toho and everything else. And it was talking about that cultural mix of the black exploitation and the, the martial arts movies kind of being in the same vein and the people that appreciated them, they were were kind of same channels, you know, and they had a great crossover and you see that a lot reflected, I think in the rap music of the eighties and especially in the nineties with this character and with other things, it's very influential. So we talked about our, our standards, you know, I think very creative got our karate kid training. I think the art is really sharp and very bright and vibrant. The character and creativity is excellent. The execution is pretty good. The story is your mileage may vary kids. YA story that is fun and is I think poignant. I think this is a, like a nice intro book for someone who likes more fast moving. It's definitely a more fast, flashy type of thing. And so, you know, I think we've covered most of our tracks when it comes to Saifu. So there's another volume. You didn't finish it, I assume, Steve. So I assume you you would like to finish it. That would be fine. But like how, what's your feeling? Like how, how excited would you be if I told you there's another Yehudi Mercado book that is maybe a more adult themed or in his vibe, would you be interested in checking it out?
0: So- yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would check it out. It wouldn't be super high on my list, but I honestly, I bought this book. I actually read it. It was free on Comixology. Okay. And then I bought a copy of it because I want to be able to give it to people and have them, like, you know, kids, have them, you know, like younger younger people because I think it's a good starter comic. Like, the, my problem is I've, I've been trying to figure out books to give to kids, and it's like everything out now is like friggin Marvel babies and shit you know like like teen marvels like yeah you know, whatever that's fine but i want something different and this is something different the only other thing is like bone i think for yep. for like younger kids but um i'm looking for stuff that's more in line with the comics that i read but for you know young adults or like uh, at a younger at a younger level so this really fits that bill so i kind of appreciate it more for that mm-hmm. than for you know what it does for me
1: yeah, I think the comics are in an LGR place a lot of times, especially the most popular stuff and and the Marvel stuff that when you get the, they tame it down in the TV and the movies and then you read the comics a lot of times. They are very dark. They're very bloody. They're very explosive. And it's not a great intro, I would say. And you were saying it like the the babies or whatever. I tried reading, I think it's Lil' Gotham, yeah. I want to say, by Dustin Nguyen, our, our friend from Descender. And I believe him and Lemire are doing a a robin and batman series it's called mm-hmm. which i assume it's kind of like little gotham and it's like this is this is okay it's not the writing is actually the art is cool i love his style i like his like watercolor style so that, that doesn't hurt but the story is just like mm, not my bag the one I, I would go with that's more like farcical is the, the retro batman but again i think it's you have to lean on retro basically to give kids stuff because the modern stuff it's too realistic horror and crazy and gross so yeah if my nephew was dying to get a comic he's six years old i would have shown him this probably um you know he can't read it anyway so but he would definitely he would understand it visually and i think that's a credit to what how did here for myself same thing i plan i probably just finish out since there's only six more issues i believe he's working right now on a new a new reboot a new series so I hope that it's, you know, good. I know he's worked on some other projects. I think he was did a little bit Guardians of the Galaxy and some other things. I could see his art definitely complementing some other writer too um, very well and him being a good collaborator. So I haven't gone through all his work, but I would definitely look for him on the art side, you know, more than the writing side, just because it's not my vibe. I think that'd be my, just like I look like Sorrentino or, you know, some other people that we like. I think I really dug that that feel that I don't get to get that sense a lot of times from other other artists. All right. So I think that's our sum up on Saifu. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to update you on what we're going to be doing on our next batch of shows. All right. And we're back. We'll be throwing out our next batch of stuff on, on social. So make sure you check it, like it and share. We'll always be doing that. But I think We're going to be checking in on the Why the Last Man TV show. Steve did mention that he has been in line with it. I'm going to have to play catch up, but we'll try to kind of hit the, I think, about the halfway point of the season. I think there's like probably like somewhere between eight and 12 episodes. So I would guess we're probably about five, five or six. So we'll be doing that, whatever we're up to in that week. And then we'll also do our first feature on Brian Michael Bendis, who is a favorite here, too, for his Solo piece with David Mack. It's one volume, so if you want to read it and get in advance, Brian Michael Bendis and David Mack doing cover. Steve, why don't you give a little entree of what that is? Because you're the recommender here.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's basically if a comic book artist got tapped to be an international spy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I think it's part of Bendis's Jinx world his label or I think that you said it might have gotten bought out so it seems like a good creator-owned project from a creator that we enjoy so we'll be covering that next week so for myself and Steve Armosi we will see you next week
0: later yeah it's the same music as at the beginning our buddy Chris Morgan did it the intro's so nice we used it twice What? What, show credits over here? All right. I was your production manager, Steve Ermosi. Still am, I guess. And the other guy was the brains of the whole operation, Joe Soria. We want to thank you for tuning in, and we hope we see you on the next episode. Uh, Goodbye. Great timing.